Pussycat half of Pea Green Boat. In this podcast, I'll be talking about the real you, the person you've always dreamed of being. And I'll also be talking about all the things that get in the way of you being that person, that stop you being that person, and what we might be able to do to change that. I'll often be chatting with my fellow coach and longtime friend Fiona Dove. Fiona is the other half of Pea Green Boat, and with lots of other fascinating people from all over the world that we've both been fortunate to meet. So join me here for our weekly chats, full of laughter and ideas, ideas that can open doors for you. So grab yourself a coffee, hop on board Pea Green Boat, and we'll have a gentle sail down the river. Here I am back again, and because of some work I've been doing with clients recently, I want to talk about befriending, in particular befriending your negative side, because this is a problem that I've been helping clients with. All too often we're told, and we believe, that we need to release and get rid of, exercise some habit or tray or negative emotion expel it, banish it, drive it out. Yuck. I find all those concepts, ideas, words repugnant and they don't work or only for a very short time. It's a little bit like putting a band-aid over a cut but it hasn't sorted what's underneath. And also a bit like going on a slimming diet. You cut out anything that will make you fat And then, when you can fit back in your jeans again, you promptly head back to the cafe for a latte and a Danish pastry or cupcake or jam tart or whatever. And before you know it, you've put all that weight back on. The only diet that works is one you can live on. And the same goes for all of the supposed negative traits that we have. The old ways I was brought up They teach us that your supposed enemy is very often your best friend. And that's something to remember. Your negative traits, your anger and guilt and all the rest of them, they may actually be your potential best friends. Let's take it into one of my favourite places. Physics, Einstein, all that stuff. Einstein said that stuff what we call matter, like flesh and bones and leaves, it's all still energy, but it's just going a lot slower than, say, electricity or radio waves or light. And he also said that energy can neither be created nor destroyed, but it can be transformed, even transmuted, and indeed this happens all the time. Let's go back to the eating analogy again. You eat some cabbage, and a steak, and the chemical factory in your gut transforms them back to energy so your body can use it and transform it into new body cells. And another analogy. I'm a wildlife gardener, so I make lots of compost. And basically the process is waste food into kitchen caddy, 
kitchen caddy into compost bin. The compost bin then brews up the waste stuff with the help of the bugs and the worms and the microbes and even viruses. And I stir the bin and turn the stuff. And then six months later, I have new garden soil to sow my seeds in and feed my plants with. And all that came from the waste stuff in the kitchen caddy. But if I kept that waste stuff in the house, just piled it up in more and more caddies, it would rot and stink and eventually make me sick, make me ill. So I process it and I compost it. And our negative trays are like that. They're like the food waste. They come from what was once good stuff, or at least good intentions, but now they're way past their sell-by dates. And if we continue to consume them, we'll poison ourselves. We all carry old emotional and mental baggage. We all continue in the same old ways and habits and ideas and concepts, despite they no longer fit us. They no longer fit with who we are. And they're like keeping that compost caddy for ages and ages until it rots and stinks and becomes disease-ridden. So we think, and we're often told, you've got to get rid of those. But they're like Einstein's energy too. They are energy, of course. We can't destroy them and we can't create them, but we can transform them. If we try to banish or expel or drive out these old habits we have, these old ways of thinking, all we manage to do is bury them or sweep them under the carpet and they'll still creep out every now and again. And then we'll get angry and frustrated and they stink and the whole jolly boiling will churn around inside us and get bigger and bigger and hotter and fiercer until we finally blow our stack. So we need to change our thinking. We need to stop trying to get rid of the negative and begin composting it, transforming it, to make new, good, growing medium for ourselves, like we do the kitchen waste. And there's a big problem in there, and that's that we usually dislike, hate probably, our negative traits. We hate that we get angry, we hate our anger, we hate our fear, our guilt, we hate our people-pleasing and our neediness and our attention-seeking, all those things. But, let's think about that. Those things, that anger and guilt, all the stuff, all of it helped to bring you to where you are now. And where you are now is when you are able to want to change. Before that, you weren't in the right emotional and mental place. You couldn't change because you didn't feel right and think right for it. And all that stuff helped to bring you here. All that stuff is like that food waste, like I said. That was good cabbage, but you didn't want the outer leaves, or maybe you couldn't manage to eat all of it. So what you didn't want, you put in the caddy to go into the compost and get transformed so you got new soil to grow more cabbages in. So everything is all about recycling. Cycling and recycling. Like Einstein's energy, like I said, it's neither created nor destroyed but it can be transformed. Now, again, you don't hate that old cabbage, do you? You may not enjoy the smell, but that's just a physical no-stomach thing. You don't hate it like you hate your people-pleasingness or your other inadequacies. Why? How does that happen? What makes you hate 
the bad traits, the negative traits that you see in yourself. And often it's variations on peer pressure, on what we've been told and what we've learned to believe is right. And that dreaded word should turns up and its sister word ought. And we believe things that we're told we should do, that we ought to do, because we want to fit in. We want to be liked. We want to be normal. We don't want to feel alone. And we may well have been told that we're being horrid when we're angry and we're not nice. So we lose approval, get shunned. And that makes us feel guilty again as well. There's everyone telling us what we should and shouldn't do, that we should stop being angry, that we ought to stop being needy. And so we feel that that anger and the neediness and the people-pleasing, all that stuff, we feel it's bad. And deeper still, we feel and we've probably been told that anything that's bad must be got rid of and banished, released, exorcised. Okay, back to the garden again. If I chuck all my kitchen waste in the garbage bin, the dustman take it away and I've lost it. I can't transform it into new soil. So I have to go to the shop, the garden centre, and buy new compost to sow my seeds and my plants in. Yelp! The eco-me is foaming at the mouth now about the compost miles and the energy footprint of making and bagging up and transporting and selling that compost. What a shocking waste. Ditching and throwing away, trying to get rid of, burying them somewhere, burying your old habits like that, is just as bad. You've lost them. You've lost the energy that they're still holding. Because they haven't been transformed, they're still holding that energy and they're lurking away under the cockpit or in the cupboard or wherever you've buried them. But... As long as you hate them, you're going to want to bury them, want to get rid of them. So I encourage clients to think of them as needy. Think of your bad traits as being like a needing, hurting child or an animal. And remember, both of those things will often fight you at first when you try to love and comfort them and beat your chest and everything. I've had this with a wounded fox cub, for instance. And little voles, even when I try and rescue them from the cat who brings them in but doesn't hurt them, the little voles will bite me as I pick them up to take them outside. And they're not being mean and vicious. They're just scared out of their wits. And oddly enough, your anger, guilt, fear, neediness, all that stuff, all of that will act in the same way at first when you begin to change your relationship with them. I've been watching this happen with clients for over 30 years now. But I've also watched that if you continue, if they continue to hold and hug their anger, hug it to your heart, soothing it and stroking it as you would the little fox cub or child, it calms down. And you feel this in yourself. You feel your own heart rate go down and your breathing slow. And then you find you've got to a place where you can begin to relate to the anger and the fear in a deeper and far more understanding way. You find yourself forming a whole new relationship with it. And that's really, really good. Because all of those things are useful. 
There are times when you need to be angry. And just think how heartless and unfeeling you'd be without guilt, how cold you'd be without understanding about how people need to be people-pleasing. We all screw things up, usually once a week. And how would we treat others if we didn't know what it felt like to do that? So all of these so-called failings have a place. And our problems usually come about when we don't realise that they have a place. And we just treat them as rubbish and nasty and things to be thrown away. What we often try and do is try and use them in the wrong way, the wrong place, the wrong time. My dad used to say it was like trying to undo a screw with a hammer. Our negative traits are often misunderstandings in ourselves. Like we try and think our way out of an emotional situation. We think our way out of a feeling situation. That's like trying to undo a screw with a hammer. And we all do it. It's really common. So we need to learn to work with them and get to know them. Get to know all these bad traits that we call them. And work with them as friends. We need to treat them as friends. They're not horrid, they're not our enemies, and they don't need to be expelled from our lives. What we need is to make a new relationship with them. That's how I was brought up, and later when I came to do the transpersonal psychology, that reaffirmed it. And it's affirmed and affirmed and affirmed again and again and again every time I work with clients. Learning to become friends with all of these negative things, the anger, fear, guilt, neediness, people-pleasing, it really helps and you find that they have so many gifts for you. If only you'd stop beating them up and treating them as the enemy. Making friends, befriending, allows this. Befriending allows you to stop hating them, to stop making them the enemy. And as you form a new relationship, so you find that it's really productive and helpful, you really feel free and you really find yourself in that new place you've been looking for for so long. Well, I'm going to leave you there this week, befriending everything, and I shall see you again next week. Thank you very much for listening. It's been great to have you here. And I shall look forward to being with you again next week. Well, thank you for joining our weekly sale on Pea Green Boat. Time to stop now. If you'd like to know more, you can meet me at www.ellensentier.com. And I'm on Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn as well. So let's connect. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And thank you so much to Wahoo Media who produced this podcast for me. See you next week. Bye for now.